This is The Jerry Callahan Show. to begin we got so much to get to you know what i think i'm going to do i'm going to throw you a curveball here i'm going to start by giving joe biden credit for something he said uh during this this bizarre state of the union address last night 72 minutes of lies of confrontation of anger from our uh, 80 year old commander in chief who by the way has to do this two more times <laughs> You're telling me in two years when he's 82 and he's even angrier and they have to pump him full of even more Adderall to get him going. You think he's going to be a, uh, think he's going to mellow out? I don't. I'm looking forward to seeing this two more times. But although I do, I got to admit, it'd be pretty fun to see Kamala Harris do a State of the Union address. Uh, but let's give him credit first, because now, or at least soon, because of the efforts of Joe Biden, if you are working at Burger King and you get a better offer at McDonald's or Wendy's, you're going to be able to accept that offer. They're not going to be able to stop you. Um, how bizarre. There's so many. There's just so many strange, surreal moments in this speech. It, the whole thing is just humiliating for the country for this great nation, that this is the guy out of 332 million Americans, this is the guy who is in charge. And out of nowhere, this was well into the speech. I'm not sure at what point. And there's and there's so much, so much to discuss, so much to address uh, about China and fentanyl and the border and the economy. He thought he would jam in this this issue, which first of all, isn't even an issue. And secondly, why would that ever be an important, uh, an important thing for the U.S. president to deal with? Do we have him, uh, Ironhead, talking about how he's going to do weight with those non-compete clauses for workers at Burger King? So a cashier at a burger place can't walk across town and take the same job at another burger place and make a few bucks more. It just changed. Well, they just changed it because we exposed it. That was part of the deal, guys. Look it up. But not anymore. Look it. This this is the best. If you have if you didn't watch the the whole speech, and I'm sure lots of people did not, but uh, this was so good because. They call him out. They live fact check him on some of these stupid things he did, like talk about Burger King and or burger joints. Uh, and people started hooting on him for or mocking him, knowing he can't just ignore it. He can't. He's just too, he's too touchy, he's too sensitive, he's too arrogant. And they did it over and over again. And it, it upset, obviously, it upset the media, upset the Democrats. They demand decorum while he's lying to you blaming you for all the problems in the country. You're supposed to be respectful. No, 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 that's not how it works. If he's going to lie, I have no problem with people calling him out or at least rolling their eyes. Kevin McCarthy, by the way, did a great job of uh, just his the facial expressions, the mannerisms, the, the reaction to Biden's endless stream of lies and exaggerations and, and, and just bizarre riffs. Um, but uh, now that we got that settled, now that those workers from Burger King can go to McDonald's for three dollars more, they got they got to walk across town though. <laughs> they got to walk across town to get that, that better job. 
Oh man, I, I'm going to miss him when he's gone. I'm going to miss him when he's gone. There were just so many strange moments. It began. It began with uh, Doug Emhoff. That would be the second gentleman making out with Jill Biden. I thought that was a little inappropriate at the moment, but uh, those two kids have something special going on. <laughs> oh, look at that! It's, <laughs> that's not how you kiss friends. That's not how you don't kiss on the lip. At least I, I didn't think you kissed on the lips. Uh, <laughs> I got to say, he doesn't look like he wants any part of it. She's closed eyes, passionate in this kiss. Is there a tongue there? I just <laughs> It might be. I can't tell, but uh, that was, uh, that was how it began. And then if you were waiting for him to uh, admit, tell the truth about the state of the union, the way Jimmy Carter once did, uh, you uh, will be disappointed. He did not tell the truth. He lied over and over again, bragged about the economy, said wages are going up, um, barely mentioned China. I think he was what, like 50 minutes into the speech before or an hour into the speech before he mentioned China, before he mentioned President Xi of China, but here, <laughs> I got to keep it together. This, this was, this is probably my favorite moment. Actually, I can't say that. I have about a dozen favorite moments here. Things that made me laugh out loud, things that uh, pissed me off. He never mentioned the balloon. <laughs> He lied about uh, the economy. He said the rich don't pay their fair share. Perhaps his favorite lie to tell the top 1% pay 42% of the taxes in this country. Um, he never said Trump's name or said MAGA Republicans, extremist MAGA Republicans, which I was certain he did. You could bet on this, by the way. I forget where, but you could bet on how many times he would say Trump. And if you bet zero, you win which is pretty amazing. But uh, then he talked about fentanyl and he really got heckled, but I got to, we got to do the president G cut too, because this was him at his angriest. And I'm not even sure he's who he's angry at. I don't even, it, it, someone has to explain this to me. He clearly goes off script because even his uh, speechwriters could not have written this. They could not have typed this into the teleprompter. But or maybe I'm missing something. Maybe you could explain it to me. But let's listen and you tell me what point he's trying to make with this angry rant about President Xi of China. Go ahead. Autocracy has grown weaker, not stronger. Name me a world leader who changed places with Xi Jinping. Name me one. Name me one. America's rallying. Trudeau. Okay. <laughs> Name me one. World leader who would change places with President G. Name me one. What is he talking about? First of all, secondly, I'll name you plenty. I mean, I, as I tweeted, I, I mean, the guy in charge of Haiti, maybe. I don't know, the guy in charge of uh, the Congo or <laughs> you, you know, one leader who would change places with the leader of China one of the two superpowers, at least for now, in the world, one of the wealthiest countries, the most powerful countries, that's Xi. I mean, you don't have to like him. You don't have to support you know, the Chinese Communist Party. But what is the point that no world leader envies Xi, that all the world leaders, they wouldn't change places with one of the most powerful people on the planet? And even if that's true, what's the point he's trying to make? Is he trying to uh, is he trying to uh, 
say that Xi is in some kind of trouble? I, I honestly started to look this up, trying to find an answer because it was so bizarre. And if that's not in the script, he went off script. So what point was he trying to make? I, I'm, I was lost on that one, completely lost. It made no sense. Was, there were so many moments like that where you just said, what is he talking about? Do we have him uh, promising to... Uh, Fix the. Uh, <laughs> this was the the timber in Missouri. The problem in this country with blah, 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 blah. oh that one yeah I was gonna go uh, to the another one that we have no idea what he's talking about this one real quick. Oh Is man, him- we needed uh, subtitles or uh, an interpreter or something because there were a few classic Biden uh, gaffes, just word salads, just words that he made up that that make no sense at all. But I will. I'm going to continue to try to find out what that means. Who do you want? What world leader wouldn't? The guy who just sent a spy balloon all the way across the country, surveilling all our military installations, our most sensitive uh, military installations, including our, our nuclear missile silos. That guy is somehow not envied or admired or by other world leaders. He didn't really mention the balloon either. It's just kind of a, a, a brief allusion to it, but he didn't mention the balloon, didn't mention the spying, hardly hardly talked about China at all, although he did mention fentanyl, which uh, got a big charge, as it should have, out of the Republicans. But let's, uh, what do you got? Do you have the... Uh, this the, is uh, the, this is him talking about the timber in Missouri. <laughs> I'm trying to figure oh. out what, what exactly it means. <laughs> That's a good, this, and again, I wonder how it probably is in the script in some form and he just messes it up. I'm not even sure what he's talking about here either. Is it a global warming thing? He's talking about timber burning in Missouri, in Missouri. (laughs) Go ahead. Let's listen. More timber has been burned that I've observed from helicopters than the entire state of Missouri. More timber has been burned that I've observed from helicopters than the entire state of Missouri. Uh, McCarthy's showing his true value, by the way. McCarthy's showing his true value. Look at his face right now. It's been like that all night. It was delightful watching him. McCarthy did a good job. I mean, everyone wanted him to like tear up the speech like Pelosi did. But I think his uh, facial expressions were perfect for most of the night. He just kind of rolled his eyes and shook his head. He, at one point, McCarthy did the finger the shh to his own members because mm-hmm. they wouldn't stop heckling this old fool. But I think the heckling was perfectly appropriate. But before we get to the, uh, the fentanyl, the heckling, the real, the real tense moment, do we have the, the, the word that he made up? And maybe we could try to figure out what uh, problem he's uh, vowing to solve here. Yeah, Go he, he's going to veto something, but we just need to figure out what exactly that is. Yes, yes. All right, he's going to veto. He's going to veto. And if, if you think he's going to stand for then you're wrong. He's not going to. Go ahead. Make no mistake. If you try anything to raise the cost of resilient jobs, I will veto it. <laughs> <laughs> if you try anything to raise the cost of blah, 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 blah. <laughs> uh, Babylon B has a great tweet out this morning where they, they list all the things that he's going to, he's going to solve all the problems. And it's just all made up words. It's just all <laughs> gibberish. Uh, but I wondered yesterday how he was going to handle this. I couldn't believe 
when I read that there was going to be the parents, the, the father, this guy, Doug Griffin from New Hampshire, who lost his daughter, Courtney, to fentanyl poisoning. And I wondered how Joe Biden, the cartel's favorite president, the guy who opened the border, allowed fentanyl to pour into this country, killing over 100,000 uh, Americans, mostly young Americans, uh, in uh, the last year and another 100,000 this year, the, the couple of hundred thousand over the last two years. It's his fault. It's it's his his decision. He opened the border. He ended deportations. We know fentanyl is pouring in, killing Americans. So the guy who's responsible for that looks up at the father of of, of a girl who died from fentanyl poisoning, and says, "What?" That uh, starts talking about how many people are dying from fentanyl when everybody in the room knows. It's because of his policies. Everyone in the room knows it's because of the open southern border. He doesn't care how many Americans are dying from fentanyl. He has a goal, and it's to change the demographics of the country, let in as many illegal aliens as he can in hopes that they will vote Democrat. The number's over 5 million in the last two years. We, we hear every day about these busts, these huge drug busts, the pounds and pounds of, of fentanyl, which could kill millions coming into the country. He does nothing to stop it. We've seen it with our own eyes. And suddenly in the middle of a state of the union, he's going to claim to care about fentanyl. It was just bizarre that he even, even thought this was going to work, bringing in these poor parents and talking about the toll of fentanyl, a drug that wouldn't be nearly as uh, prevalent in this country if he hadn't completely changed the Trump border policies. But anyway, this is when, and, and I know some people think it was uh, inappropriate. This was perfectly appropriate. In fact, it was necessary. You cannot let him get away with this all, you know, all 72 minutes of gaslighting and lies. And this was the worst one. This called for a response. And boy, did he get it. Let's, uh, let's play it. Fentanyl is killing more than 70,000 Americans a year. You got it. That's when it got a little tense, and it should have. You can't have him stand up there and say, we got to do something about fentanyl. I mean, and, and the choice of, of guests, and I feel awful for Mr. Griffin losing his daughter, but does, doesn't he know that, and, and it was before, it was before Trump, it was in 2014. But if you're dealing with the, the fentanyl problem now, today, that's the guy who made it possible. The guy who gave the speech last night and everyone, Republicans and Democrats know it. So somebody yelled, it might've been Marjorie Taylor Greene because she was pretty feisty. Marjorie Taylor, Marjorie Taylor Greene brought a big white balloon to the speech uh, as a prop. I don't think she got to take it into the House chamber, but she did get to walk around the halls of Congress with a big white balloon. Man, she is she is uh, a, a firecracker, that one. But uh, And we'll get to some of the other uh, the fashion statements we saw last night um, from, from lots of people. But... Uh, there was there was a point, as I said, when McCarthy had to like quiet them down because people they always your fault, you liar. Is what's wrong with that? They do it, in, you know, the British Parliament. I mean, they do it in probably many uh, 
uh, bodies, uh, governmental bodies around the world. It, what, so why, why can't they do it? What's wrong with it? If he's going to lie over and over again about the country, about the state of the union, it calls for a response. He's certainly not going to get it from the media. I love this one today. This And, and we're, we're going to get to the latest from CNN because it's getting good. I'm, I'm, I'm enjoying the uh, drama on the CNN morning show, but this was the spin from the Democrats and their operatives in the media that it was a good thing that Biden got heckled. It made the Republicans look petty and it made him, you know, look whatever. Uh, he look, he looked, looked bad, but they said it's exactly what he wanted to happen, to, that he would get heckled and booed and people yell and call him a liar, which is absurd. Of course, that doesn't make him look good. Of course, it's not what he wanted. Uh, but but it uh, it did offend some people. Uh, I, do we have Chris, Chris Wallace? Chris Wallace, who you probably thought, you know, retired or died, but he's on CNN, apparently. He went there to, you know, spearhead CNN Plus, which lasted about a week. So now he just hangs around the halls at CNN. If they need some, fill some time, they throw Chris Wallace on. Chris wasn't happy that uh, the Republicans were uh, heckling and disrespecting his guy. Can we listen to Chris? That might be the thing that you remember, what he oh, ad-libbed I, I in don't think moments. I don't think there's any doubt that that was the magic moment. I mean, the speech went on, what, an hour and an hour and, 18, hour and 12, yeah. Uh, uh, minutes, and what everybody's going to remember, what all the clips are going to be tomorrow morning on the news are of that moment when the president, I don't know that you could say he baited or provoked them, but he certainly was very happy when he got the response he got from Republicans on issues like whether or not they're going to hold the economy hostage and not raise the debt limit, whether or not they're going to cut Social Security or Medicare. And he milked that moment. Once the the Republicans started responding, you saw people like Marjorie Taylor Wynn. We couldn't hear what she said, but she was shouting at him and uh, Lauren Boebert. She called him he, he engaged. He loved it. And and that is the he moment we're going to remember. And to the degree that yeah. people had questions. No, yeah, sure. He loved it. He looked like he loved it. Chris, you stooge. That's unbelievable. He loved it. He was all flustered. He got off script. It, it, it. It was perfectly appropriate because he was lying. He was lying as he always does about the economy, about social security. And they responded as well. They should have. And it, and uh, Chris didn't like that, but the idea that Biden enjoyed it. I mean, we can play, you can play any of the, the cuts and see his reaction. Do you think he liked it being heckled? He can't stand it. He's so arrogant, just so self-absorbed. Anybody who gets in his way, he gets angry. Yeah, he looked He looked like he loved it. This oh, is... Uh, anyway, another, another, go ahead. I was going to say, this is the... Uh, when he was talking about the Medicare and stuff, and this is the biggest one, oh, yeah. um, if you want to watch it. All right, let's watch it. You tell me if Biden loved it. Go ahead. All of you at home should know what those plans are. Instead of making the wealthy pay their fair share, some Republicans, some Republicans want Medicare and Social Security sunset. I'm not saying it's a majority. Let me give you, anybody who doubts it, contact my office. I'll give you a copy. I'll give you a copy of the proposal. That means Congress doesn't vote. Well, I'm glad to see you. No, I tell you, I enjoy conversion. You know, it means... I don't think so. I enjoy conversion. <laughs> I well, okay conversion, conversion therapy. Conversion what? therapy, maybe convert to what Judaism? What are you talking mm. about? I enjoy conversion. 
<laughs> oh God. Yeah. He really loved that. Chris Wallace. He loved that moment. That's exactly what he wanted to happen. You could tell by the fact that he made up a few words and said how much he loves conversion. Oh, another bizarre moment. He introduces guests, you know, Bono was up there. And then that kid that uh, disarmed the shooter in the California, one of the mass shootings, which that kid is a stud and a hero. You could watch the video. He wrestles the the gun away from the, the killer, saved who knows how many lives. Good for good for him. He should be there. Doug Griffin, again, the father of the girl, you know, I feel awful for him. But so we talked about this yesterday. Paul Pelosi showed up and he was, as I predicted, he was wearing a derby. He had his hat on and he was hanging with Bono. And he introduces um, Paul Pelosi and the topic, everyone has like a topic, you know, you have the crime, fight crime or fentanyl or whatever. And the topic was January 6th. What does Paul Pelosi have to do with January 6th? Other than his wife set the whole thing up. What, what, why is that uh, the topic that pertains or is relevant to the, to the appearance of, of Paul Pelosi? He, he almost became a widower that day. That's why. <laughs> Oh, that's true. She was, uh, yeah, she was almost murdered. I forgot. I don't know. She probably wasn't even in the, you know, in the building, but uh, someone put their feet on her desk. I remember it now. She was under a great threat, but uh, we heard him say the rich don't pay their fair share. Total lie. We heard him say that wages are up. They're not. Inflation, he said, is coming down. Inflation, it's it's still, when he took office, it was 1.4%. It's still in the sixes and it's been killing people, uh, crushing people for the last two years. Um, he, he, again, barely mentioned China. Didn't spend a whole lot of time on LBGTQ issues. He spent a couple of minutes on race and then he lied. And God, this, this bothers me to no end. Uh, Tyree Nichols, mom and dad were there. Uh, and they should be. That's uh, Everyone feels awful about what happened to Tyree Nichols. Murdered. Um, allegedly by five cops, as we know, race had nothing to do with it. There were five black cops, a black victim, uh, very, very sad story about bad cops. And he comes out and says, this happens too often. And I know I probably overreact to this one, but, but we talked about this at the time. It happens too often. I don't remember it ever happening. To be honest with you, five cops beat to death. A, a, a guy for, for not for, for whatever, a moving violation happens too often. So he never misses the opportunity to, uh, to denigrate the police and demagogue the issue. It happens too often. It doesn't happen. You want to talk about, you know, bad cops. Great. Let's talk about it. You know what they have to do to bad cops. They have to arrest them. They have to convict them. They have to put them in jail. That's what they're doing in Memphis. It's not some systemic problem. And in policing around the country, he's he's at heart. He's a defend uh, defund the police guy. Got a big round of applause from all the usual race baiters. By the way, we got to get to Ayana. What the hell I was wearing? But here we have. I just read a fact check from CNN, which is absolutely hilarious. If you need a good laugh, go to CNN and see that everything, every claim Biden said, true, correct, partially true. They don't want to call out any of his lies. But here we have another. Uh, fact check, calling out all the lies and God, there were a million of them. And, but that's what you'd expect. There is no way he's going to come clean and talk about the dismal state of the country or the disaster that has been his presidency. 
I, uh, as we know, as we know, if you're from Massachusetts, if you're from a deep blue state, it's always uncomfortable, embarrassing. I mean, if you, if you voted for Jerry Nadler and you see that little Oompa Loompa trying to stand up and just, <laughs> he looks completely lost. It's embarrassing, but I would put my humiliation up against anyone's. We saw Ayanna Presley, who looked like some kind of villain in Star Wars. Uh, I don't know what the hell she was wearing, but she gives you this glare. Um, Ed Markey, my junior senator, he just has the word abortion across his lapel. Just abortion. <laughs> like, like that's, that's all that matters to these people, abortion. And, and then there's Liz Warren. And I, I had to go look this up. Liz Warren wore a crayon, just a crayon, pinned to her, her, her dress, a crayon. And it's for, I don't know, child care. It's to draw attention to, to child care, a crayon. These people are just silly. Yeah, there's Ayanna Presley uh, with the uh, side-by-side Jerry Seinfeld in the, what was that called? The puffy shirt. The puffy shirt, yep. And uh, who wore it better? Ah, I'm going to say Ayanna. She can, she, can, uh, she can sport the puffy shirt, make it look good. But man, is she creepy. She just cheers for, you know, abortion or high taxes and, and, and booze for anything uh, about uh, making, making America great again. But uh, we, we could do that. I could do this all friggin' day. This thing, this whole speech was insane. Uh, it started with a good laugh. Because we we were told Marty Walsh was the designated survivor that he wouldn't be there in case you know the whole building blew up in case another another <laughs> a balloon from China floated above with uh, I don't know a nuke and took the whole place out we would be talking about President Marty Walsh today <laughs> has anybody fallen up like Marty Walsh has anyone? exceeded the uh, predictions of his high school guidance counselor, like Marty Walsh. <laughs> I'm just going to guess. I'm, I, not, nothing against Marty. He's just a typical dummy Democrat. But I'm going to guess his high school uh, guidance counselor told him, he, you know, do you like working on cars? Yeah. <laughs> Have you considered a job in security? The mall is always hiring. <laughs> Instead, Marty became a, 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 a local politician, then became mayor, and then became a member of the cabinet. Uh, and now is the first, apparently, the first cabinet member who is bailing out on the sinking Biden ship and taking a job with the NHL Players Association. Who, 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 who did the NHLPA consider and reject? Who got, who did Marty Walsh beat out for that job? I'd like to know. But at what point are you impressed uh, to the point of hiring this man? <laughs> he made the, he made it onto Joe Biden's cabinet, even though he's a man, he's white, and he has a female spouse. That's pretty amazing. He has really accomplished a lot in his time. And now apparently he, he was, I wasn't sure if he quit or he was the designated survivor. Apparently both. He was going to be president if no one else was around today. And he's leaving to, uh, to run the players union in the NHL, which is an incredible. I mean, I'm sure he's going to make a lot of money and, you know, high profile gig, but uh, strange that he just keeps falling up. But 
good for Marty. Congratulations to Marty. And you know what? He, he, he with Michelle Wu, he looks good. He, he's never looked better than every time Michelle Wu does anything. Uh, but uh, all right, we gotta we gotta move on. Is there anything uh, missing from this, this from this bizarre, hysterical, comical, surreal speech last night? Uh, the only two clips I have uh, one's five seconds. Him calling uh, Tyree Nichols Tyler, <laughs> and uh, oh, that's true. He, he felt so bad for Tyree Nichols' mom and dad that he didn't even know their son's name. I mean. <laughs> It's one thing if you don't know the name of the anonymous person, whatever, died of fentanyl or whatever. But Tyree Nichols is kind of a big deal, kind of a big story. Uh, let's listen to uh, Dementia Joe uh, call out, shout, do the shout out for uh, Tyree Nichols' mom and dad. Let's commit ourselves to make the words of Tyler's mom true. <laughs> Tyler's mom. Yeah. <laughs> and it's, it, you know what? In that case, you should say this wasn't about race. You know, we, this wasn't a racial thing. It, it is, they just never miss the opportunity to divide people along race, use race, exploit race. It's despicable. And they, they should have shouted, they should have heckled him for that too. But all right, is that it from, uh, from last night's yep. S-O-T-U. Uh, I want to get to the CNN story. It makes me laugh. Just, oh, and we got to get to LeBron, too. Yeah, I was just going to say the only thing left is Trump's reaction. I don't know if it's worth playing, but. Trump had a really good reaction. I know. Uh, I mean, it was recorded. It wasn't off the cuff, thank God. Two minutes. It was tight. It was short. It was to the point. Uh, we can play a little bit of it because this is good Trump. I know we do this almost every day. Good Trump, bad Trump. Yep. We had both again yesterday. We don't have to spend a lot of time on it, but he was tweeting out pictures or posting pictures uh, yeah. of Ron DeSantis. When DeSantis was a young high school teacher or whatever, like uh, he, he was like 21 and he was partying with some 18 year old girls, which, hey, Leon, Leonardo DiCaprio does that now and he's almost 50 and Biden <laughs> and this is supposed to. And this, this, again, I don't want to spend too much time on this. We do, but can you believe Donald Trump is going to attack Ron DeSantis on, on moral issues, on, on, uh, on debauchery and decadence. He's going to question him on inappropriate uh, relationships with females (laughs) Is he really going to go there? I guess, I guess all the gloves are going to come off eventually, but he posts pictures and we've seen him before. It's like, you know, again, DeSantis is like 21. He's drunk. He's hanging, he's partying with these kids. And uh, that's supposed to be an attack, an effective attack on uh, your opponent, Don. I don't think that's uh, really the approach I would take, but then he follows it up with a damn good rebuttal. And speaking of rebuttals, Sarah Sanders, Sarah Huckabee Sanders did an excellent rebuttal alone in a room, no cheering, no heckling, but she hit all the high points. She did a really good job. And so did Trump. Let's uh, let's listen to good Trump for a minute. Here's the real state of the union. Over the past two years under Biden, millions and millions of illegal aliens from 160 different countries have stormed across our southern border. Drug cartels are now raking in billions of dollars from smuggling poison to kill our people and to kill our children. Savage killers, rapists, and violent criminals are being released from jail 
to continue their crime wave. And under Biden, the murder rate has reached the highest in the history of our country. Biden and the radical Democrats have wasted trillions of dollars and caused the worst inflation in half a century. Real wages are down 21 months in a row. Gas prices have soared and are now going up much higher than even before. And the typical American family is paying $2,200 in increased energy and food costs each year. Joe Biden's weaponized Justice Department, and I'm a victim of it, is persecuting his political <laughs> opponents. His administration is waging war on free speech. They're trying to indoctrinate and mutilate our children. He's leading us to the brink of World War III. And on top of all of that, he's the most corrupt president in American history, and it's not even close. Good, good. That's good. That is that. That is tight. That's it's two minutes long. There's no uh, freelancing, ad libbing, which is how you got to do it if you're Donald Trump. But he hit on all the all the points. Obviously, illegal immigration, crime. You don't hear anything about the crime waves in the inter inner cities. All the snatch and grabs. Uh, the weak, the uh, uh, Soros-funded DAs. Those are good points that uh, obviously. Biden isn't going to go near, but that was a good, good follow-up by Donald Trump. Sarah Sanders was even better, but, uh, all right, we got to get to, we got so much more. We got to get to the, uh, the, the, uh, tense morning show on CNN. We've told you about it. it's getting even more tense and, uh, they've, they've hooked me in. I'm checking it out every morning, just feeling the hate between Don Lemon and his partners. Oh, by the way, Speaking of crazy uh, cable news people, did you see? First thing this morning I see is uh, is Keith Oldman. God, is he? he you know, he's precious. I, I still think you know when they blow up this morning show on CNN, they should throw him on there just by himself in his in his pajamas, put a camera in his home and let him go. But he posts uh, here is it. Keith Oldman says. Hi, professional cynic here. The president just gave the best State of the Union speech I've ever heard. <laughs> I don't care, Keith. If you're a crazy liberal, you can't just flat out lie like that. That is absurd. You you were Obama guy. You heard eight State of the Unions from Obama. And you think this was better than any of them? Oh, he's so wonderfully nuts. And I still think there's a place for him on cable news. He's just so crazy, but I, right, we move on. But first a recession proof investment without compromise, European American Armory Corp or EAA Corp has specialized in providing high quality, innovative and reasonably priced firearms to the U S market since 1990. Choose from a wide selection of unique and traditional pistols, whether you're looking for a concealed carry, revolver, shotgun, or competition pistol, EAA Corp has it. EAA's 1911 series comes in compact carry or full size in three popular calibers. First time gun owner, no problem. EAA Corp all-in-one 9mm MC9 striker fire pistols come fully equipped in a sleek, light, ergonomic package ideal for everyday carry. In addition, their lineup includes MC312 series of 12-gauge shotguns for hunting, sporting, tactical, or personal defense that will exceed your expectations. There's a limited lifetime warranty on every series available today from EAA Corp. EAA Corp says, get the quality firearm you've always wanted and save yourself a lot of your hard-earned money. Visit EAA Corp 
Com to learn more and order online or through your local dealer. Oh man, we got to, so, you know, some days, some days, Ironhead, I just got so much here. I got let's do CNN. Then we'll get to LeBron uh, and, and, and Enos Cantor freedom. My favorite NBA play. I think he might be number two on my list. Larry Bird's still number one, number two, Enos freedom, Cantor, Cantor freedom. Who's got big ones, man. He has got balls. But uh, the latest on uh, the CNN morning shows, we've told you it's Don Lemon and two women, Poppy Harlow and Caitlin Collins. And Caitlin Collins is getting under Don Lemon's skin, which is easy to do. He's a narcissist. He's a, he's not very bright. He does, he's he's uh, very sensitive and he doesn't want anyone interrupting him. It's supposed to be a freewheeling morning show, you know, like Fox and Friends or one of those, uh, I don't know, Good Morning America where everyone gets to talk and converse and hang out. And But no, they want, Don wants them to follow a script. Don't step on any of his lines. Don't get in his way. He's the star. And one of these uppity girls starts uh, interrupting him. He doesn't take it well. And he actually, he got annoyed to the point where he told them not to go to break. Don't play the music. I got something to say. He pretended he was all upset at the, uh, at the guy. I think it was James Comer. Uh, it was a congressman, Republican congressman, who talked to uh, Caitlin Collins in D.C. about all the investigations they're going to do. By the way, they're going to have some ex-Twitter execs on the Hill today. Today, which would be uh, one day after Twitter suspended a sitting U.S. Senator, Steve Daines from Montana, for posting a hunting picture. He's a hunter and he killed some elk with his wife and they posted a picture of the, them with the elk and they suspended him. Someone, I know, didn't get the memo from Elon. They still have some crazy lefties there doing the, you know, run the algorithms, but maybe they can ask about that today. I think they're going to ask about the collusion with the, with the FBI and all that. It'll be good. It's good at least to hold some of these people's feet to the fire, but so Caitlin Collins interviews the, the congressman and then they go back. She's in D.C. They're in New York, goes back to Don Lemon. And Don Lemon pretends he's upset at what the congressman said. No, he's he's mad at he's her. Really he's mad at her for using her sources and which sources she used in this story. Right. And she she didn't call him out when he said the New York Post is a credible yeah. source. The yeah. New York Post, which has been right about everything. But Don's he I don't think he's not very bright, but neither is he very well read. Like does he understand what happened with the New York post and big tech? It's almost like he hasn't read up, but let's watch. It's fun. It's funny. It's, it's, it's tense. Go ahead. Thank you for having me. All right. Thank you. That's going to be, that's the time that we're in where facts are sort of flexible. That's why just, we got Caitlin Collins on the Hill. Out there. Checking in real time. It it's was a great interview. Citing incredible sources like citing the New York Post as a credible source and saying that facts are, it's just, I can't believe that we're here. Caitlin, that was a, yeah. a great interview. All right, moving on. Um, anyway, well, now moving on, because that's, listen, that's a big issue when it comes to the American, hold on, please, with the music. That's a big issue when it comes to the American people. The American people are going to have to suffer through all of this stuff from election deniers to people who don't believe in facts. We don't have a shared reality. And now it's taken center stage to people like Marjorie Taylor Greene, a, an election denier, a conspiracy theorist, a QAnon sort of influencer or supporter presiding over the House of Representatives. Mm -hmm. It's a sad day for America <laughs> like, when that happens. Up. And it's a sad time for us when we have to deal with that. And I also think 
and that was the point I was trying to make is why it is critically important to constantly and in real time fact check, right? right? Yeah. And say, but the same, for example, Merrick Garland appointed the special counsel as Caitlin said for both Trump and Biden. Are you going to treat these things the same? The same as going back to special counsel. I'm not sure if it was the same kind you and I were talking about it for Bill Clinton yeah. when it came to Ken Starr. Was that effective and what it's not? What's well, not, but I think there should be equal treatment by all. If you're going to appoint a special counsel for the former president, then you should appoint one for the current president yeah. and possibly for the current, uh, the, the vice yeah. president and what have you. So there we go. We'll be right back. <laughs> her body language is incredible. She, I, I never liked her. I don't have an opinion about Poppy Harlow, but I like her now because she says she's done this a few times. She, she praises Caitlin Collins. She said, that was a great interview. And Don hates Caitlin Collins. And he didn't like the interview. He didn't like the way the question she asked. That was a great interview, Caitlin. And it just annoys. And he just doesn't. What, what, he's rambling about Ken Starr and Bill Clinton. And then he says, if you appoint a special counsel for the president, a former president, you got an appointment for the president and maybe the vice president. Did I miss the scandal? I mean, she's terrible, but why would you need a special counsel for the vice president? He doesn't know what the hell he's talking about. And he's flustered and it gets it's going to get worse. He just can't stand these these yucky girls. Yeah, that right there. The yucky girls. That's exactly why he's going to get screwed, though. You can see them teaming up on air. So he's in trouble. But, I, I, you know, it's tough. He's a gay black guy and he's a big name in that in those circles. It's going to be tough to dump him and keep them. Uh, but they just don't get along. It's good. And uh Don went down to DC for a day for the uh, for the uh, State of the Union, and then was back again. But uh, the New York Post is—they're always you know looking for good gossip. They're going to double down and try to try to uh, expose Don because he just dumped on them, said they weren't a credible source. Since when? They're they're the most credible newspaper in the country, as far as I could tell. After all we've been through in the last couple of years, but. Uh, that is uh, the latest on that that uh, mess. But uh, right, let's get to LeBron. Uh, let me do Shea, and then we'll get to LeBron setting the record and uh, the reaction, the mixed reaction from his teammates, which is just priceless. Well, it's the dead of winter, but that doesn't slow down Shea Concrete. They've got a huge selection of precast concrete steps ready to be installed at your home. If you're building a new home or remodeling or replacing an old staircase, Shea has great values with designs that will fit your home. A new staircase will dramatically upgrade the front entrance of your home, giving you a much better curb appeal. You'll be the talk of the town, the envy of the neighborhood. Shea will take care of all this. They remove the old stairs. You don't want to have to do that yourself. When they're done, you'll have a great looking new entrance that will add value to your home. Is not an expense. This is an investment in your home. With one phone call, Shea will deliver a turnkey installation experience. In a few hours, you get a brand new front entrance. Go to SheaConcrete.com to learn more. Also, you can go there and look for a job. Right now, Shea is hiring. They've got between 15 to 20 open positions. These are career opportunities for all different types of people with all different types of skill sets. All you got to do is pass a drug test. All right, if you haven't heard, LeBron is the new king, King James. He's the new king. He broke the scoring record of Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, the all-time scoring record, as expected. Uh, and Kareem was there in attendance. Kareem didn't look all that enthusiastic about it. No. But he doesn't look too enthusiastic about much. Uh, and obviously, there were all kinds of you know celebrities there and suck-ups. 
And uh, they, this was the end of the third quarter. How much time? 10 seconds in the third quarter? There's 17 right now, but, but by the time he hits the seconds. shot. Yeah, we like, can watch it. And then they stopped the game for a friggin' half an hour in the middle of the game. LeBron Here he goes. It's, uh, I don't know, about an 18-foot fall away. Vintage LeBron. Uh, I don't know what this I don't know what the score is there, but I'd like to point out that the Blakers lost. They've now lost two in a row. They're now in 13th place in the West. <laughs> so uh, I guess this, yes, thir- they're in 13th place, uh, trailing uh, the Trailblazers who are in 12th. There are uh, only two teams, the Spurs and the Rockets, behind them in the standings. They are, uh, they are not having a good season. They are, what are they, 25 and 30. Uh, but uh, LeBron, uh, it didn't matter because it was all about LeBron. And uh, you're wondering, you know, how do how do teammates feel about celebrating this individual record as their season's going down the drain? As they're going to miss the playoffs? How to, you know, how would you, let's check in on a fellow superstar in a Laker uniform? This is from Bill Simmons, who may have been sitting right there, but he tweeted out this 20-second video. Watch Anthony Davis, number three, as LeBron uh, uh, hits the shot to break break the record. Here we go. LeBron fall away. Boom, it's in the hoop. You see, what, two, three Laker teammates maybe raise their arms? Not only does Anthony Davis not raise his arms and cheer, he doesn't watch. <laughs> he didn't even see it. He's the only one. Apparently he takes a seat before the shot, like to make it clear that he's not into this. You though that there is, there is 100, that is 100% proof that he does not like LeBron. Maybe I haven't been paying close attention to the drama surrounding the Lakers. Maybe it's already been uh, clear to people, but that's not how you react. If you're happy for the guy. That's just, that's not how a teammate reacts, but it was, and obviously everything is all about LeBron. Uh, but uh, as uh, Ironhead, you pointed this out, they stopped the game for 25 minutes at least then resumed the last, the last yeah. 10 seconds of the quarter. Yeah. So I tuned I, I, I tuned, the game yeah, and then I, the Lakers lost. Yeah. I tuned in because there was a record. I was going to watch it. He hits this shot. This, as you can see, there's 10.9 seconds left in the third. Assume they're just going to finish the quarter, then do the thing, the whole presentation. Right, right. They immediately just go right into it. It takes about 25 minutes. It felt that way, at least. And then they, they, they finish that up. They clear the court. They play for 10.9 seconds and then go to break. So and I, then they I, lose. I think, yeah, and then, then they, they lose. lose. LeBron had 36 <laughs> points through the third, and he ended the game with 38. 38 points and 38,000 whatever points to, to top uh, Jabbar, who handed him the ball and shook his hand and hugged right. him without smiling, which is yeah. how Jabbar does most things. And they're having the debate on all the shows today and because LeBron is now the all-time record holder. And to me, nobody who, nobody who saw Jordan and LeBron live thinks LeBron's better. Nobody. No. I mean, obviously I was a huge Larry Bird fan. You know, I, I know what Bill Russell accomplished. He's certainly on Mount Rushmore. Got to hate that term. But, uh, I, I mean, I have no doubt that LeBron, uh, Michael Jordan's the best player ever. And just comparing the two is kind of laughable. I mean, Jordan won 10 scoring titles. Jordan averaged 
I think 33 points in his career in the playoffs. Jordan was just unstoppable. The greatest all around player, great defender, just a great, spectacular, once in a lifetime uh, talent. LeBron could be, you know, among the best. He could be on the whatever, I don't, I guess he'd be on the all time five, all time starting five. Go ahead, put him on there. I don't care. But uh, Jordan's better and there's, it's not even close. Just Jordan's just better and everyone knows it. And uh, LeBron, I don't, you know, Jordan is more of a private guy. He's a gambler. He's a, you know, degenerate golf gambler. Uh, I know LeBron is a, is a gutless fraud when it comes to social issues. I know uh, when a cop in Columbus saved a young black woman's life, maybe uh, a young black girl's life, he put a target on him, literally put a target on a cop who saved a young girl's life. We know he continues to lie about the cops and lie about uh, Black Lives Matter he, he, and, and, and do China's bidding. I mean, he's probably made whatever it is, 500 million in his career, and he still is a China stooge who will never call them out. He'll call out, you know, a cop in Columbus, Ohio, a heroic cop, or, you know, cops and, or, you know, Trump or someone in this country, but he doesn't have the guts to ever call out China, a place where they have actual concentration camps and actual child slave labor. But that's okay, because LeBron needs China, I guess. But if he had any guts at all, he would say, you know, I've made plenty of money. I've, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do what's right. Do what Enos Cantor Freedom does. Call out the Chinese. And Enos Cantor Freedom, he just has Scott just says balls. This is what he does. This is what he tweets the day LeBron breaks the record. Here it is. 38,388 points, zero morals, zero values, zero principles, zero empathy. One bow down to China. Congratulations to King James. No, no, no. Congratulations to Enos Freedom. That, that takes guts. In this day and age, you know, the... the he, He's he's uh, available to the to the media. He's on all kinds of made all kinds of appearances. The people on ESPN, all of them, they're going to hate him now. They're going to hate him because he desecrated on the on the on the big day that King James set the record. He disrespected LeBron, and they're going to hate. I just um, I haven't seen any of the uh, the shows on ESPN. I mean, they're going to hate him on CNN and NBC too. They don't like people speaking ill of their hero, LeBron James, the, the, the fraud social justice warrior. But uh, Enos has got guts. I will say that and guts is enough. But uh, so LeBron will just keep playing out the string, scoring points, losing games. You know, that's, that's, that's not what the greatest of all time should do. He should, he should, he should walk away. Well, or either that or Anthony Davis should walk away. Yeah, I was going to say that that roster is like pretty. I mean, Russell Westbrook's coming off the bench and almost getting a triple double every game, and they're still that bad. Like, I don't understand it. Yeah, I mean, obviously, they don't watch much, but uh, I don't know what's wrong with them. But I'm going to guess they have a little chemistry issue with these two kids, Anthony Davis. And I don't know if Anthony Davis was asked about it after the game. We should check that and see if he had anything to say. But. He can he can never claim he saw LeBron break the record because he didn't watch. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the it's like definitive proof that he has he's a problem with him that he doesn't like him that he doesn't root for him. I mean, you, he didn't even feel compelled to fake it. 
which is pretty amazing. But uh, all right, we had, uh, what am I missing here? Ironhead, we had, uh, we have just so many, we have so many dumb Biden cuts and Biden heckling. And there was just so many funny visuals last night. Oh, we have, uh, we have, it wouldn't be complete without cringe Jean-Pierre, cringe Jean-Pierre. You know what, by the way, which is kind of a subtle observation people were making that he kept talking about, we have to get the job done. We're not done. We're looking forward. Like he didn't announce his uh, candidacy for reelection. He didn't make that you know, explicit, but it's coming. It's coming soon. And that's when all hell is going to break loose because nobody on either side of that chamber wants him to run again. But, and maybe, you know, including the two people behind him. Nobody wants him to run again. If he runs again, that is going to be a bleep storm like we've never seen before. There's just going to be people bailing on him. It's going to be ugly. And if he doesn't run, run again, then he's going to be the lamest of lame ducks. All right, let's, let's see what, uh, let's listen to what cringe John, Jean-Pierre had to say. Oh, this is before the speech, but whatever. It doesn't matter. Let's, let's play cringe. I, I, I miss her. I want to hear from her every day. And let's not forget, when he walked into office, right, there was the economy was on a downturn. COVID was ravaging uh, throughout the country, throughout the world. And he got us back on our feet because he was optimistic, because he put forth a real strategy. <laughs> okay, got us back. And I'm so sick of that. Got us back on our feet. They sure. shut everything down. The same people who shut everything down can't take credit for opening it up. You can't. It never should have been shut down in this first place. The businesses, the schools never should have been shut. You took uh, both Trump and Biden, took the advice of Fauci and destroyed the economy. You don't get to get take credit when things opened up. He brags about 12 million jobs. They're jobs that they took away and then let them come back to work. And then he takes credit for creating, even create a damn thing. Uh, I shouldn't have done that. I can't, I can't take this. Can't now, take this. now he's mad. In Florida. Right, we will leave it there today. Ironhead. Uh, we'll see what the fallout is. The reaction is there's going to be lots of people in the media really, really pissed at Marjorie Taylor Greene and all the, uh, and Lauren Boebert and all the people who heckled, but that's okay. I like it. I like this. I hope, you know, I'll say it when there's a Republican back in office, hopefully in two years, they should heckle him too. If he flat out lies about them. I mean, he's lying about them taking away social security. It's just, it's so brazen and it's, it's not true. And, and it's just, you got to react to that. You can't just let them get away with it. So good job, kids. Good job. It was fun. I enjoyed it, but uh, we will leave it there. Thanks to everyone for listening. Thank you, Ironhead. I'm Jerry Callahan. This is the Callahan show and we will do it again tomorrow. Shaking my head and thinking something ain't right Is it just me? Am I losing my mind? Am I standing on the edge of the end of time? Am I the only one? Tell me I'm not Like the show? Leave a five-star review on Apple and Spotify.